Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my fabulous co-host, Kate Roberts. How are you, Kate? I'm so good, Wynne. Good. You had a topic for us today that piqued my interest because I didn't really follow when you first started talking about it. I thought, yeah, that sounds really intriguing to me. Let's go there. What was on your mind? So it has to do with the cell. And it's been showing up a lot and in very different, like, like various ways it's showing up. But, and I know we've, we've hit certain things on this, but it's just really fresh right now. It's this idea of just show up and be yourself. I've never really looked at that, I don't think, is how I'm showing up as myself. To a certain extent, I think I grew up feeling like that needed to be hidden. Mm. Because if you're yourself, then you kind of put yourself out there for people to not like you not approve of you in some way. And so I think I, I, I know I've spent a lot of time just really holding back. And especially when I was young, I would kind of read situations and read people to see how I needed to show up to keep me out of that space of rejection or judgment or being made fun of or um, being punished, or I mean, really anything that had that uncomfortable, well, if I show myself, right, to the world, then what if they don't like it? Now, did this actually get me out of any situation where people were going to judge me or make fun of me anyway? Probably not. That's what's so funny about it. I still had all those experiences. And I wasn't being myself. Right now, here's the the thing that I thought might be a cool conversation for today. What does that actually mean? Because before I started really getting into this conversation, this type of conversation, and anything having to do with three principles, I thought that 
the self was the personality that I had created in my personal thing, right? <laughs> That's the self that I thought was going to show up. And she fucking sucks sometimes. I, this is the first F-bomb I've dropped on the show. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm showing up as myself. Okay, so this is me. And I really thought, I really thought the self in my head was the self people were talking about. No wonder that didn't seem good or cool. But myself, when I'm really being myself, I'm not up here. I'm just, I don't know. I'm in, it's like a, it's the words that you use before we hit record, which is the deeper self showing up through all of me and all of my life experiences. And that is completely different than the self that I thought that I was. Mm. And it's starting to just, I don't know, it's like it brings me back to life. Like I feel alive when I'm not holding back, when I'm just wherever I am. Now that doesn't always look like fun, funny, hate. It doesn't look like that. It looks like whatever is in the moment. And I'm not holding any of that back recently. Mostly I'm learning. This is so new, right? So that's the topic. It's like the deeper self versus the self that we thought we were when we believed every thought in our head, right? I don't know when. What do you think? Well, I'm curious about, because I could get it, I could make up what I think that means for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it'll be the same thing as you're referring to. So what you mentioned a few of these things before we hit record today on some examples in real life of you noticing this in real time in real life. I wonder if you could share a couple of those. There's this. Okay. I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, One is really small, but it has to do with listening. And we we spoke a little bit about this. It's kind of like, like tuning in to our kind of inner direction, moment to moment intelligence, and direction and guidance that's coming through like kind of it's almost like you're hearing you're like hearing this new thing this new voice almost for me and it shows up in various ways so say part of what I do is I run a a rental and so I was helping guests today and I'm having a conversation with one of our guests about different things And I realize I'm standing in the sun and I hear this voice that's um, kind of not a voice. Okay. That sounds like I'm actually hearing voices. I'm not. It's a feeling like, oh, get out of the sun. So I'm moving away from her and kind of uh, to the shade. And I normally wouldn't have done that because for whatever reason, it kind of seemed like if I did that, that I'm 
settling into a conversation she's not really agreeing to, if that makes any sense. She just wanted to say hello or vaguely talking. So I've already decided she doesn't want to continue to chat. Like this is a short conversation for her. And so I wouldn't move in that direction away from it and kind of settle into talking to her because I've decided, I don't know, something crazy, weird. I don't know. I don't know what I decided. Maybe I didn't want a long conversation. I don't know. But how she would interpret it. And so it's like this constant, almost like going out, reaching out, listening to either the voice in my head, like my personal thinking about things. I have no idea what she wants. I don't have a clue. Maybe she does want to talk for a while. Who knows? But deciding how other people think or what they want, how is this going? How are, how will they take what I am saying or doing? So it's this looking out there outside of myself for what to do and say. And that's a stupid example, but I've had moments this week where I felt sad and I didn't want to express it because I was in public. I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to show anybody that I was feeling that because what would they think? And so it's this reaching out, deciding how it will be interpreted. I don't have a freaking clue, right? And then monitoring my experience based on that. Mm. rather than showing up, experiencing life in a very genuine, honest way, no matter what people think. Yeah. And to some extent, I feel like I've either used my personal thinking as guidance, used other people's, what I thought was what other people wanted or needed, as a directional pull to do or say things. And that does not feel like the deeper self to me. I think it's great that you can make a distinction between the two. How, how do you make that distinction and differentiate? That's a good question. I mean, keep in mind that I haven't been tuning into that. Mm. Okay. For the most part, I have not been tuning into that. There are certain things that I can pinpoint them. Like I know what they felt like and I moved towards that and did, you know, and we've talked about it on the show before, like moving to Spain or like these big, huge ones. Right. Yeah. But not this like daily moment to moment movement. And so I don't always catch it, but lately it feels like it's more of a, not like a voice. Like I said, it's not that I hear a voice. It's a something that comes not from my intellect, but sometimes I can even like sense it in my intellect or, man, I'm not putting very good words to this. It's more, it's more of a feeling. Mm. Yeah. And that feeling feels like authenticity. Doesn't feel like managing. 
or figuring anything out. It doesn't feel like figuring anything out. It has a, it has a being and it has a being to it. <laughs> I don't know when I'm sorry. Well, I'm clearer given what you've just said. Because I don't think it's easy to put words on that because it is the feeling. And and to me, the word being is one way of, to me, describing the deeper self because it's the being of me, not the doing of me. You know, what, what's, what? a memory popped into my head going way back. I think this is back, I don't know, 1996 or 1997, this memory of... Um, Somebody saying, a friend and a colleague saying to me when I worked in an office, um, a big office, and he said, here's somebody rising through this big company being himself about me. And I went, if only you knew. I don't think I'm being myself. I think I'm boxed in. I think I'm being watched. I think I'm curbing my behavior. This isn't me. But it was interesting that that was his experience of me. And I thought my experience of him was he was being very much himself. I'm really grateful that in the whatever, how many years, 26 years since then, that while I don't really know the deeper self and I don't really know being, I just get a sense of it. I'm glad I've had a sense of it. Because I know where I go, I go to deflect. I go to cheer people up. I go to get laughs. I do all of that stuff, which is, okay, it's a part of me, but it's not the deeper me. It's a pattern of me, but not my being. And what's what's also interesting to know when I was listening to um, one of my mentees recording with uh, their client earlier on today while I was on a long journey uh, toward to a meeting this morning. And it was really interesting what this person was saying that all our our memories and our experiences are all there and they're now part of our DNA and that just absolutely can't be true to me. Hmm. So my being is not my collection of my experiences. I think my being is deeper than that. My being has been the one experiencing but hasn't been changed. My being is far more... Well, look, this is beyond my understanding. I'll just say that, right? So what I'm saying now, I'm not solid on but I'm just getting a sense of it. And it's fascinating to me to be here beyond what I really know. <laughs> because I don't know if I can really know. Because when I do in my knowing, that isn't my deeper self, right? By definition, that's me engaging my brain, my intellect, in order to, um, to say what the intellect isn't. It isn't an easy thing to to grasp. Um, a friend and a client recommended a book, The Man Who Saw He Didn't Have a Head. Now, I can't remember if that's the title of the book, but it's something like that. And um, 
it was noticing that, and to me, this is a complete like, huh? And then there's another, huh? Going on here, right? So let's say we look in the mirror and we can see our head. And then we can look at an eye. And then we can look at a part of an eye. And then the, the closer we look and go in, we realize that that isn't who we are. And the whole of it isn't the, the who we are in our physical characteristics. So I am not my nose. I know that. I am not my eyebrow. My nose has changed in its cellular structure, right? And it's the, the actual, the stuff that's of my nose, the skin and the cartilage and everything is different than it would have been 20 years ago. It's different. It's made of different stuff. That's phenomenal. So of course I can't be my nose because my nose isn't even the same. Can't be my eyebrows, right? I don't know how long it takes for an eyebrow to go from root to end, <laughs> right? And because I'm a guy, my need to get trimmed now and again, especially in my um, no longer teenage years, a man's eyebrows can get very bushy. So every time I go for a haircut, Kaylee, who cuts my hair, will also say, do you want your eyebrows done? I said, yes, please. Yes, please. Because, But here's the point. I can't be my eyebrows because my eyebrows aren't the same as they were a year ago. Can't be my nose. It's, it's made of the different stuff than it was. I mean, I am not this tea, but here I am drinking this tea. That's me swallowing it. Right now, it's you could say, well, that's now a part of me. Well, it isn't. It's inside my the body of me, but it isn't me. And you could say, well, yeah, but the brain, the brain has the same, same brain cells, even though like blood is different, but brain apparently, we do not regenerate brain cells. But the water in the brain cells changes. Apparently, I'm no expert, it's again way beyond my pay grade, but I've been told, oh yeah, the reason, one reason to stay hydrated is because it, it's great for the brain. And it flushes out stuff, right? It was just like, what? So I can't be any of those things. The deeper me can't be any of those things. And a number, quite a few things that we've talked about in the past on, on previous episodes is that I can't be what I think because what I think changes faster than my liver, faster than my eyebrows. So, well, it can't, I can't be what I think either. So anything that's temporary can't be my being to me. So what's left, what's constant? And that's a heck of a question, isn't it, to me? One that I do not know the answer to. But it's a wonderful mystery to kind of, for me to drop into now and again. But to your point, I know the feeling when it's not that. I know when I'm playing me doing me as opposed to the more the deeper me, the deeper self. And there's times that I feel completely connected to everything and everyone. That feels freaky at times, and also it feels true that, you know, there's that resonance, vibration that just feels like one energy. And um, I'm glad I'm learning to give myself a little bit more permission 
to be the deeper self and show up that way in the way that you're describing. It's a lot more fun and a lot less angst-ridden. That's for sure. A lot less heady, a lot more hard. A lot less exhausting. Oh, my Lord. Right. You know, in in that point as well, I mean, this morning when I got up, I was, I woke up out of kilter, off-center, unbalanced, not in a great mood, and it got worse. By the time I left the house, I was surprised. <laughs> I was able to leave the house. It was one of those kind of mornings. It was just like, geez, I'm glad I understand a little bit about emotions and feelings. I'm glad I'm the only one who cares what trousers I'm wearing because no one else is going to give a damn. The people I was meeting, the five people I was meeting, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have even noticed because I didn't notice what they were wearing. Why would they notice what I was wearing? And it wasn't like I was wearing a clown outfit. I wasn't dressed up like Ronald McDonald or anything, right? But it was just how much of my time was spent. Well, this doesn't fit. Oh, well, that looks wrong. Oh, there's a crease in that. Oh, my Lord. Because I was in a, an interesting, interesting state of mind, beginning with all of that seems, stuff seems so relevant, and I had a massive downer on myself by the time I left the house this morning. And um, it's kind of stayed. But while I didn't say to the people I met, hey, I'm really at a kilter today. Take me as I am, but don't take me too seriously. I didn't have to do that. Didn't, I don't have to overshare. I'll just show up in the way that I can, moment to moment. The best version of the, or the deepest version of myself that seems accessible to me in that time without me having that on my mind. Because if I've got that on my mind, I'm more in my head. That's the that's further away again from the deeper of me. And I'm trying to be the deeper of me. Because there's the word trying in there, which is effort. And in listening to you and, and me reflecting now, maybe that's one way I could know. Does it does it feel effortful? Does it feel like it's an effort to be me? Because if it does, then probably that means I'm not the deeper me right now. I'm in my head. I'm in the version of me that I'd like others to see or the version of me that I'd like to be. That ain't the deeper me. I'm acting. So that's what I think. It showed up for me while you were, while you were sharing that was... I wonder if at this point, since I've used my own kind of personal thinking and other people as like the compass, the gauge yeah. for how I'm going to show up. I wonder if at this point, just noticing when that's happening actually pulls me back into a, a more listening place mm. than I, okay, I'm listening for, I'm listening for that, you know, like, instead of like focusing on that, just noticing when I'm using those things instead and check in. I don't think that there's anything for me to do or force this to happen. I think it's happening constantly all the time. 
And so I wonder sometimes if it's those times, like you said, that, you know, you wake up and you're in your head and all these things are happening, right? Mm. If those are actually the gifts or when I notice yeah. that I'm holding back or I notice that I'm, I'm not, I'm thinking about you before myself, maybe noticing that too. And like, oh, okay, well then, you know, what does feel good, you know? And so maybe it's, those are actually like our path lights. Yes. <laughs> like, nope, that doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. Without judgment, without fixing or anything like that, just like the feeling of holding back is the path light back somehow. Isn't it great to know that those things are, those signals are gifts? Yeah. It's a great thing to realize. It's like, um, my car will now tell me from various senses that I don't understand if I'm close to the, the center line of the road mm. or the, um, the edge. I mean, you know, most of the roads around me in the, in the nearer vicinity to me are country roads, right? So I'm going to go into a hedge, into some trees, or I'm going to be at the wrong side of the road. Now, it hasn't happened, right, in any of the cars that I've had, but this one is so smart. And it, it says, you are now getting close. Please drive more closely to the near, to the middle of the, of the lane. And it does talk to me and say that to me. And on the, um, on the display panel in the gap between the steering wheel, so just below eye level, it says... So here are the white lines, and one of them goes red if I'm veering before it tells me the warning sign. If I'm getting close to one of those, the middle or the or the or the edge, it turns red to tell me a little early warning sign. Straighten up, pal. It'll say right in its kind of way, and if I'm doing too much of that, it will be it will be audible. Well, that's us. We've got our own system exactly to the point that you've just made but what i've often done is i veer off more to where that red light is because i want to analyze it i want to understand it and i dig into it which is further away into my intellect into the the stuff as opposed to hey gentle nudge this way Brilliant signal. I love how often we hear be yourself. Mm -hmm. Even show up as yourself. How often do we hear that? I say how it to often? people. Yeah. I say it to people. Yeah. But that in itself, too, as amazing as this kind of the things that I'm even starting to see, I don't know if there's anything for me to do. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to be anything. I'm just notice when I'm when I'm not. Yeah. 
<laughs> and man, that's cool. Because I don't always know what's going to happen. What I'm going to show up as and what's going to feel right in the moment. But I know that it doesn't seem to require anything from me. It's almost like life coming through me, living me as myself, the deeper self. Nothing to manage or manipulate, control. And if any of that shows up, cool. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening. I don't know. It's um, it's pretty awesome to see something like that this late in life. Thanks, Kate. This has been a a lovely exploration. <laughs> really has. You win. For two things, I'll remember it for. Which Kate are drops the f bomb. <laughs> For really did time, for the first time by the way very um, freeing when if you i want. know it was also <laughs> preempted because we did think of um that word being potentially in the title of this before we started hit and record so it was kind of out there in our conversation earlier i guess we'll have to see how i show up when i'm titling the um <laughs> yeah i said if you're drunk you might use the f-bomb in the title <laughs> It wasn't a challenge, <laughs> but it was just a noticing. We'll and see. I don't know. There's no way to know ahead of time when. No, exactly. Because <laughs> you can't control, manipulate, nor manage. I think exactly. Yeah. It'll be authentic, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You've been listening to Under the Noise with Wynn Morgan and Kate Roberts. If you have any questions or comments or you would like to give me a hard time about cursing on a podcast, you are welcome. <laughs> Our details follow this podcast. I hope you have a great week. By the way, if you want to give Kate a hard time, email me instead and I'll make sure that I deliver. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. He'll edit it out for me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.